we will very quickly begin to see that the sermon teaches us about three things, and that is our character, our personal behaviour, and our influence on other people. As we recognise our spiritual poverty and change our minds about who we thought we were, we mourn, which leads us to repentance. In so doing, our conduct, our behaviour, changes, which in turn influences everything and everyone around us. So one of the first requirements is that we mourn. We are distressed over our own spiritual state, our poverty of spirit. We really do see that in us dwells no good thing apart from the Jesus in us. That gives us a good springboard for the next promise we bump into in the sermon. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. You will receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit, who is the Comforter, as you mourn your spiritual state and repent, change your mind. Remember we talked about what you're apologising to God for? That is repentance. Sorry, Lord. And repentance, said Basilius Link, is a joy. She was so convinced about this, she wrote a book on the subject, Repentance, a Joy-Filled Life. But she wasn't the first one. Uh, King David, when he was discovered in his sin with Bathsheba and her husband, repents and mourns in Psalm 51. He says this, Look on me with a heart of mercy, O God, according to your generous love, according to your great compassion. Wipe out every consequence of my shameful crimes. Thoroughly wash me inside and out of all my crooked deeds. Cleanse me from my sins, for I am fully aware of all that I have done wrong, and my guilt is there, staring me in the face. It was against you, only you, that I sinned, for I have done what you say is wrong right before your eyes. So when you speak, you are in the right. When you judge, your judgments are pure and true. For I was guilty from the day I was born, a sinner from the time my mother became pregnant with me. It was against you and you only that I sinned, for I have done what you say is wrong, right before your eyes. David sees again whom he has actually committed this sin against, and it isn't Uriah or Bathsheba, but against God himself. You can find the story in 2 Samuel 11. Someone else too had a sharp shock when they realised they weren't as righteous as they had imagined, and you find that in Acts 9, 1-6, where Saul is converted. Saul, who becomes Paul, thinks he's doing the right thing, killing Christians, but he's resisting the Lord, and he swiftly changes his mind. Repentance. It's a joy-filled heart. It's a heart which is happy to unlearn. It acknowledges it knows nothing, and it is willing to learn and go on learning. It's willing to forget all it understood hitherto and turn its face into the wind of the Spirit. It's willing to hear and humbly admit it was wrong. It'll make reparation and restoration when necessary. It takes the lower place, adopts the position of a child intent on learning. It's characterised by submission, obedience, humility and meekness. After mourning and comfort... Repentance is a joy-filled life. How's it working out for you?